Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. All right, everybody. We want to welcome you, all you brave souls who are participating. You don't quite know what you're participating in for this hour. We um, want to welcome you to the Global Watch International Call. It is May uh, 2nd, 2022, 3 p.m. Jerusalem time. And this hour is usually set aside for our, this is our original international call, and we were only doing calls once a week. And we would have a, a special person come in usually. But this is, we're dubbing this family time. All that means is that we're using this for what the Lord is, what we feel like the Lord is showing us right now. And uh, so there's going to be two parts to this hour. And the first part is going to be a continuation of a great teaching on the prophetic one of seven. And it was actually the fifth hour. And it was about contending for the word. And there were, there were, we went over time, there were many questions. And I'm not sure that we got to all the questions that people had for Shirley. And so we want to continue that because it's very important. And, and so Shirley, we we're thankful that we enlisted you at the last minute. Welcome to the Global Watch. Move as we go. As Jenny Hager, Hager has said that the Global Watch is not a not a program that you join, but it's a river that you jump into. And, and that means you don't always know exactly where you're going, but, but God leads you. So anyways, thank you for Shirley for being willing to just uh, continue from last night, which is very powerful, or the last hour, which is very powerful. And then uh, Pastor Kim has a word on the 18th week, and it's very uh, significant, I think, and, and will be, Lord will show us how he's going to weave these two things together. So I'm just going to uh, pray uh, and speak a blessing over the both of you, and, and then we'll get right into it. Sue, so do we have, a, do we have a, a worship song for Yes, yes. Okay. Great. Okay. So Father, I just thank you again for Shirley Momberg and we just uh, bless you, Shirley, in the name of the Lord. We're so thankful for your <clears throat> commitment, not only to teaching this, but clearly it stems from a lifelong commitment, Lord, to you and to the, to, to the prophetic, and not just operating in the prophetic as a prophet, but teaching other people how to operate in the prophetic. And, and so we just say, Lord, your favor, your mercy, your grace, wisdom, for Shirley and and just may the joy of the Lord be her strength during this hour. Obviously, protection that no harm would come to her, no destruction near her tent. We pray also for Pastor Kim. We're just so thankful for Pastor Kim for the Africa Watch. We are just so thankful for uh, Pastor Kim's sense and utterances, which is which is really unique as the prophetic is. There's a part that part of it that is unique to each individual. And, and we just say favor to you, Pastor Kim, just God's grace on you, his wisdom on you, and in your ministry and your life, we just say the best days are yet to come. And 2022, for both of you, we just declare it's going to be a year of great breakthrough and greater intimacy in the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 
All right. Well, so Susan, you want to have some opening comments and then let's let's go right into worship and then we'll go into very brief comments that our hearts for this hour is that we just take a deep breath and allow God to feed us and we can just lean into his arms today. We had a big push last week. And this is the time just to sit back and um, rejoice in the Lord. So here we go. Amen. We just are thankful, Lord, that you can do anything. And I'm just reminded of the, the great story in Genesis when um, the Lord comes to Abraham and Abraham and Sarah are beyond the child. Sarah is well beyond the childbearing age, just ridiculously far beyond it. And, and, and God says to, you know, you're, you're going to have a son. And Sarah laughs and the Lord says, is anything too hard for the Lord? Mm -hmm. And of course, and we I... know what happened. We know what happened. She laughed and then she was afraid that she had laughed. And sure enough, she did have a son. And, and so we just say, Lord, nothing's too difficult for you. And as that song was playing, I feel like the, the Lord was saying that there are tombs in each one of our lives where we feel the rock has closed off the channel of that hope. And the Lord said, I am the resurrection and the life. Believe in me and watch what I will do. And so it's in that light that we enter into this time and this season. And as I look across the board here, our hearts, I feel, is really. But there's a strong, Sue, there's a strong anointing. There's a strong presence of the Lord. He wants to do something. Let's just, let's just open up our hands and our hearts <clears throat> to the Lord. <clears throat> Lord, you can, you have your way during this hour. We don't want to, we have plans, but you may have greater plans for us. And so help us to discern what it is that you're doing, what it is that you're saying. Let's just, let's just take a minute and, and just be silent before the Lord and just, just seek his face, seek what he's doing. Let's just do that right now, just for a minute. If you have a word, just uh, come on out and speak it out. I, Sue, let, let's just have, I would really like to have Jenny, just, Jenny, just unmute yourself and just, just, just pray for us as the Lord would lead you. I don't, there's no, no direction other than what the Lord just has through you to us. I'm a bit overwhelmed in what you've just said, because just a few days ago, our son visited us from another state and he handed us the ultrasound of our granddaughter's expected baby and the waitress came up and saw me holding the photo of the ultrasound and she said congratulations and I like Sarah I just laughed and I said no we're going to be great grandparents but the presence of the Lord came and I'm still trying to work out is the Lord impressing on us all keep believing for the impossible keep it's like something is in us that is we're journeying on deeper and deeper into him so father i thank you so much for your encouragement to us all just to lift our vision higher to to believe to simply believe in the things that you say are going to happen. And just as Sarah laughed, Father, at times we laugh at how ridiculous it is, the things you ask of us, things you, you have us believe. 
but in the kingdom it's not ridiculous because it's you. So Father, we thank you for all the encouragement you're giving us and the visions and the dreams and the impressions. And each one of us, Lord, as we just journal the things that you're showing us and we, we're gleaning, Lord, we don't fully understand. But we're seeing, Lord, through a, through a glass darkly. But your glory, Lord, words are coming. God is working his purpose out as year succeeds to year. God is working his purpose out and the time is drawing near. Nearer and nearer draws the time that will surely be when the earth will be filled with the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. So, Father, we await your glory in all its fullness, Father. We await your glory. Bless us tonight as we share, as we glean, Lord. Bless us. In Jesus' beautiful name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Jenny. Powerful. Fred? Uh, yes. I just want to share because of the word resurrection and, you know, about the belief. Because one of the things that resurrection exposes about our heart is unbelief. When, remember when Jesus was already manifesting himself and appearing himself to the disciples, one of them was Thomas. The disciples didn't believe Mary. And they hardly could believe that resurrection, that Jesus is risen from the grave. And so resurrection, it's like we have just come from that. And it's not too far, too long from that resurrection time. And there is this like hardness of heart. Yeah. There's hardness of heart that resurrection is something that, that we can really believe and it is the resurrection power so it is for our eyes to be open the eyes of our heart to be open and it's really deep because remember this disciples walk with Jesus for three years they saw signs and wonders and miracles Jesus even talked to them about that on the third day I will rise and yet when it actually happened they couldn't believe it yeah and so I just really pray that the word the Lord was giving me even yesterday was, Lord, protect us from cold heart that we will, that we, that we become dead yeah. and protect us from hardened heart that we will become lukewarm. Yeah. Well, that's so important, Karen. And, and of course, it, it says that in the end times, the love of many will grow cold. Why don't you um, just uh, why yeah, don't she, put that word into a prayer, yeah. Karen? We're just... Yeah. We'll receive it jesus we are so desperate for you lord we we see our own hardness of heart we see our own unbelief and lord until we really believe even the resurrection power of jesus we will not see our ascension we will not see your ascension lord and so we just pray that you would bring us from this yeah from this crucifixion process that we will not be stuck from it lord that we have had so much hardness and hard times in the crucifixion season and that we couldn't believe that resurrection would come 
And so, Abba, we ask you that you would open our hearts. Yeah, break the fallow ground of our hearts, Lord. That we may see you, that we may see you in your resurrection power. Continue to unblock the well of resurrection in our hearts, Lord. That we may live in our ascended place in heaven. That we may see ourselves seated and rested together with Jesus in the heavenly places. So, Lord, break our unbelief. Lord, that everything is possible because of your resurrection power that you have displayed and imparted to us. Father, we receive your resurrection power even now, not only when the time we will be seeing you on the day you arrive, but resurrection is now, is here and now. The living water of God, the new life of Jesus being imparted to us, making us the new creation of the living God, the new creation that Christ is living inside of us. Thank you, Lord. We give to you our unbelief. Yes. And we believe in your resurrection. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, God's into opening the eyes of the blind and stopping the deaf ears. Yeah. And this session is about opening our eyes and stopping our ears. Yeah. That it you can know what? speak to our hearts. <laughs> yes. I, I, I just want to, I want to turn this over to you, Shirley. I'm just thinking, again, we're just thinking out loud as the Lord's leading us, but instead of having questions about the prophetic, surely you might have a word from the Lord or somehow that something that of what God is doing related to the prophetic is if that's something in your heart just go ahead and say what you feel like god's putting on your heart and we'll go from there you're muted we got that's great i just popped a message to sue um, saying i have something on 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 resurrection it's about 11 11 and we know that the number 11 is a number of transition and it is often said that the 11th hour comes right before the start of a new day and we look at Deuteronomy 11.11, where, but the land you are crossing the Jordan to take possession of is a land of um, mountains and valleys. So God's promise to Israel there was that when they finally made it to the promised land, they would transition into a new season in which they were under God's continual blessing. John 11.11, after he had this, he went on to tell them, our friend, Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. This is speaking of resu resurrection life. This is the God of the impossible. It's speaking of awakening. Hebrews 11, 11. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren and too old. She believed that God would keep his promise. And Hebrews 11, 11, it was by, I just read that. <laughs> We'd keep his promise. Yes, Revelation 11, 11. And after three days and a half, the spirit of life from God entered into them and they stood up on their feet and a great fear fell upon them which saw them. 
So I just feel like the Lord is breathing on awakening, on a wake-up call, on fresh spiritual awakening, a supernatural favor and provision to take possession of the promises that he's given us, transition and alignment. God, in, in the dead things and the places, God is breathing encounters over us to wake us up yeah. into spiritual clarity Mm -hmm. and fresh connected relationship with him and an awakened sense of identity in God and our eternal purpose. So Father, I just thank you that you are the God of resurrection. You are the God of new beginnings. You are the God who knows the end from the beginning. You are the Alpha and the, Alpha and the Omega. And Lord, we just thank you right now as you are breathing your Ruach breath, Lord over every situation that we are facing, over this meeting, over Global Watch, over the visions and the dreams and the passions, over the pains and the problems and the fears and the doubts. And thank you, Father, that you are trans, you are translating us <laughs> from darkness into your marvelous light. Thank you, Lord, that we can become more and more like you each day, Lord, as we press into the more of God. So just thank you for your anointing. We thank you for that Shekinah glory, the weighty presence. And we just thank you, Lord, right now, that you just fill us to overflow with your peace and your joy and your love. Amen. That, that really leads us into what Kim has to say, I believe. And I, I want you to know what I'm seeing right now. And what we are witnessing is a, a rising up of a prophetic company. That's extremely accurate. You surely that was an Issachar, Issachar type uh, proclamation. And what Kim has to say Kim, you are an Issachar person that God has for such a time as this. And we invite you to come out into this and speak into us what God has shown you. I've not seen a gifting like this ever. It's entirely unique. But I think once he's, if you've read his thread this week, I'd encourage you to get on to the signal group and, and read it. But Kim, enough said, we so appreciate you and thank you for coming forth for such a time as this. Yes, I Sue, just before Pastor Kim gets on, I just feel like it's a time when there's, surely I think on a, the last meeting was talking a little bit about the whole issue of hope deferred. And, and we were trying to address the issues of prophetic words that were not fulfilled. And I just feel, I just feel like the Lord is saying, it's time to let go of your disappointments. It's time to let go of the things of the past. It's time to let go because I am in fact doing a new thing. And, and you won't be able to see it if you hang on to the disappointments of the past. So father, we just, we do, we all have issues of hope deferred. We all have issues where things didn't turn out the way we were expecting and, and we were disappointed, and, and it has impacted our faith. And so, Lord, we just say, Father, we give those things to you. Have your way. Lord, we don't want to go into this new season with baggage. 
we want to go into this new season with fresh, a fresh sense of your love and of your presence and of your power. There is nothing that is too difficult for you. Father, forgive us for our unbelief. Help us to have a fresh outpouring of your presence, your glory, your belief, your Lord, help us to have that, to be in that place where by faith we can believe for the impossible. And, and Lord, we just declare that this is a company of people who are believing you, who are believing for the impossible, who are making a way, who are forerunning, Lord, your presence in the earth. God, help us to be worthy of that calling. We just, we just say, we're, we just say, Lord, we're letting go. We're letting go of those old things. Forget the past. Don't dwell on the former things. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. <laughs> Isaiah 43. And so we just say, Lord, yes, we're moving in that. We want to move in that with you. And we want to move in that with each other and uh, in one accord. And so we just say, thank you, Lord, that even during this hour, you're in the process of transforming our spirits right before our very eyes. So we just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. So Pastor Kim, over to you. We can't hear you. You're muted. You're muted. I'm sorry about that. Thank you. The, I read something uh, in the book of Acts about uh, Prophet Agabus. He spoke twice in the book of Acts. One in Acts chapter 11 and then in Acts chapter 21. In Acts chapter 11, the Bible says that the prophet Agabus showed by the spirit, showed by the spirit that a famine was coming. And then in chapter 21, the Bible said, Agabus said, he said, thus says the Lord. And um, so I began to see that there are times when God gives a word and we can say, thus says the Lord by the spirit of God. And this is a word from the Lord. And this other time we can show by the spirit. It seemed to me that Agabus was pointing to something to the people showing them. Can you see this? Can you see that? It means that something is coming. And that's the, the way that I have seen the Lord you know, help me to be able to show from his word what um, he's about to do, what's about, what's coming. On the 19th of February this year, we had the, the first 49 days of the year had just ended. And then it was the beginning of the eighth week of the year. And so we have a very small, very little, you know, small group here that we, I pray with. And then the Lord began to speak to us about involuntary relocation, about forced relocation. And so we began to pray about forced relocation and just praying for ourselves and our community. We don't want anything about forced relocation. And we were looking at the scriptures, matching the eight book and eight chapters of the Bible with the eight week that we were entering. In the eighth book of the Bible, we saw that because of famine, Elimelech and his family had to move from the land of Judah to Moab. 
it wasn't something that they chose, but circumstances pushed them into that relocation. We also saw that in 2 Kings chapter 8, Elisha the prophet said to the woman whose son he had raised from the dead, he said, I want you to move from here because the Lord had called for famine to come on this land and it will last seven years. So she had to move and settled in the land of the Philistines for seven years and then came back. And we looked at the, the book of Acts chapter eight and we saw that because of persecution coming in Jerusalem, many of the believers had to run out of Jerusalem. You know, they just scattered because of persecution. That was another example of forced relocation. And uh, there are other forms of relocation in the eight chapters. Noah had to relocate from the ark after the flood. Israel had to relocate from other systems of government say we want a king, but we just saw this involuntary relocation. So we started praying for ourselves first and our things in our nation, asking the Lord, please, we don't want forced relocation. And that happened to be the week that Russia invaded Ukraine. And people had to relocate forcefully. People had to move out of their, their lands and began to move to other places. So somehow each week, our little group here, we just pray each week into the week ahead, looking at the scriptures. It was a long story or something the Lord you know, opened my eyes to see in 2012 that he had foreshadowed every season in the books and chapters of the Bible. So we just kept working on that. So this week, as we began to pray again and came into the book of the 18th week, we started looking at the 18th book of the Bible, and we saw we are the 18th chapters of the Bible. From Genesis 18, we saw the Lord said, will I hide from Abraham what I want to do? He was moving on to destroy, to bring destruction upon Sodom, but he had to talk to Abraham. And Abraham began to intercede. If you see 50, if you see 40, what about 30, what about 20? If you see 10, will you spare the land? And the Lord said, I will save the land because of 10. But the thing was that destruction was planned. We see the same thing happening in Revelation chapter 18, where Babylon, the hallowed Babylon was destroyed. Destruction came on Babylon. And we looked at the 18th book of the Bible, which is the book of Job, to see how that destruction, the enemy just came and did so many things in his life that were negative. And we see the same thing happening. Look at destruction in the life of Absalom. Absalom came to an end. And then in 2 Chronicles chapter 18, we saw that God had in mind to end Ahab's life. He said, who will go and deceive Ahab to go to war that he might die in battle, he gave a revelation. So we looked at the look at uh, John 11, John 18. Also, Jesus said to Peter, Satan had asked, Satan had requested to have you, but I have prayed for you. So when we look at this thing, we say, okay, it looks it seems that destruction comes with this season, whether it is 18th century or 18th year or 18th week. It is just something the scripture has a way of helping us to see what 
you know, is programmed into the time. So we began to pray against destruction. We saw that in the Bible, there were certain things that God had to put in place that could help forestall destruction where it should not come. The, the, the place of revelation, God had to show Abraham. If God did not speak to Abraham, destruction will come upon Sodom without intercession. But God had to reveal to Abraham, this is what I want to do. And that gave Abraham opportunity to pray and speak to God. Maybe that was what pushed the destruction to chapter 19. Maybe the destruction would have happened in the 18th chapter, but because of Abraham's intercession, he pushed it a little to the 19th chapter. The same thing happened in the case of um, Peter. Jesus said, Satan had requested to have you. And it looks like in this season, Satan could make a request and get it. The same thing he asked the Lord concerning Job, and the Lord granted him. The Satan had asked to have you, but I have prayed for you that your faith would not fail. So when you are restored, please, when you are restored, please strengthen your brothers. So we see that intercession, revelation has something that it does to help that destruction does not come. It doesn't come. In the case of Ahab, there was revelation, but he did not listen to it. So we began to ask the Lord this week, let nothing, let not the enemy take us unawares. Open the heavens to us that we might know what we need to know, that destruction does not take us unawares. Job and his friends did not know what was happening in the heavenlies. And so all the time was spent in argument and blaming Job and all that because they didn't know there was something orchestrated in the spirit against Job. So that was the first thing we began to say, Lord, please open our eyes to see, help us to know if there is anything that is coming, grant us revelation to be able to understand so that we are not taken unawares. Hebrews, Ecclesiastes 9 verse 12 says, because men do not know their time, then when things fall on them, suddenly they are like fish in a net and birds in a cruel net. So we began to ask the Lord for open heaven so that we can see. We saw the next thing that helps in a season like this, when destruction is planned, is to be able to walk in wisdom. In the case of David, several times Saul made attempts to kill him. In 1 Samuel chapter 18, from throwing the spear to making him, getting him to marry his daughter, and then asking him to go and get false kings of the Philistines, all in the attempt to kill him. But the Bible said four times in 1 Samuel chapter 18, that David behaved himself wisely. So, you know, whatever that meant that, oh, David knew everybody's celebrating, the women are singing, but I need to behave wisely so I don't fall into the trap and be destroyed when I should not. So he behaved himself wisely, and that was how the Lord preserved him. That was how the Lord saved him. 